Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Slasher Supreme. I am your host, Christopher. Thank you guys so much for joining me for another episode. Today, we'll be taking a look at the Netflix original, The Babysitter, the set second Netflix original uh, to be featured on the show. The other one is The Killing Frequency, if you guys haven't checked that episode out. I highly recommend it. That is an amazing show, and I do kind of an okay review on it. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be humble. It's an okay review. Anyways, yep, so second Netflix original. So let's get into the review, shall we? The Babysitter from 2017 was directed by McG, MCG, mm, some serious, look it up on IMDb, it's seriously, MCG, McG, I don't know, I'm, I don't know his real name, it's just that, anyways, he directed Terminator Salvation, We Are Marshall, and then the two Charlie's Angel films that came out in the early 2000s, I never watched those, but I heard they were awful, meh, who knows, uh, He's more well-known for being a music video director, though. Uh, he worked with bands such as The Offspring, Smash Mouth, Sugar Ray, and Korn. So, you know, some big-name bands there. But uh, you can really tell, because a lot of... There's a there's a few shots in here that you can tell were kind of... That you would see in a music video. Um, but I'll get to those later on. So the main stars of the film are... Sorry, if, before I get into that, sorry if I fuck these names up. I'm horrible with names. Anyways... Uh, Jedi Lewis. Uh, he plays Cole, our main character. Uh, I couldn't really find anything that Jediah had been in <laughs> that everybody would really know, so kind of left it blank there. Sorry, guy. Uh, Samara Weaving, who plays B, our babysitter. She was in Mayhem, and then last year, uh, Ready or Not. For those of you that don't remember that movie, it was one where it was on their wedding day, and the bride has to hide from the groom's family because they want to kill her as a, their family ritual or whatever to be introduced into the family so there's that now our supporting cast uh robbie amell played by robbie amell who plays max fuck that up <laughs> anyways yeah, he's most famous for the duff uh hannah may lee sorry yet again uh, she plays sonia and she is better known as lily from pitch perfect yeah uh, Bella Thorne, who plays Allison, and of course she is known from The Duff, and Shake It Up. And then Andrew Bachelor, who plays John, and he's a Viner. I I never got into Vine. Sorry? Yeah, I'm 22, and I didn't use Vine. I'm, a, I'm behind the times, I guess. I don't know. Anyways, the plot of the film is that one night, Cole decides to stay up late while being babysat by B. After you know, talking to one of his friends and them telling Cole that B probably has friends over and they probably party or she brings her boyfriend over and they have, you know, sex in his parents' house while Cole's asleep. So he decides to be a little chipper scamp and stay up late and, you know, happens to catch B in the act of having all of her friends over. Well, things go south because they murder one of the partygoers. 
Yes, B has brought these people over to do a satanic ritual, and one of the people, and the person they killed, was a sacrifice. They need a, they need the blood of a sacrifice and the blood of an innocent, and they need Cole's blood for the innocent blood part, not the sacrifice part, because Harry killed somebody. But, anyways, yes. So, can Cole make it to the night, or will his blood be taken and used in the satanic ritual? I don't know. Why don't you watch the movie and find out after I explain a little bit more about it to you? Anyways, so the one uh, there's a few things I loved about the movie and a few things I hated about the film. Um, I'll get into that right away. The visuals, as I said, there's some of these are really amazing visuals. Uh, one shot in particular is we are introduced to be uh, not be uh, Cole and his best friend. They're in in front of the school and they're in normal speed and everybody else around them is kind of in slow motion it like i said that's kind of one of the music video-esque shots that you can kind of tell um it looks like something out of actually one of the corn music videos i'm trying to think of the one it has the guy that played jesse eisenberg in it i can't remember the song in the music video but there's a shot where he's walking to the school and he's in you know normal motion and everybody else is in slow motion so you get that kind of shot um there's another shot. There's another couple shots where him and B are kind of partying. This is before everything goes south, and it's very kind of uh, music video esque in that situation. Another thing I loved about this film is the soundtrack. We have uh, bands like Queen, uh, which is a really awesome scene when that plays uh, during the party scene. I just mentioned they got Fog's Hat. I just want to make love to you playing in the background, which is really awesome. They have a few more eighties tracks in this film as well. Actually, if you even watch the trailer, it's, um, uh, tainted love that plays throughout the trailer. So you have some 80s, eighties esque, um, sound eighties and seventies and eighties soundtrack to this film, which is really awesome as well. And then the humor for this film it's hit and miss. That's a double-edged sword for me. Some of the humor is spot on. It cracks me the fuck up. Um, it has the Evil Dead-esque quality to it. Not want to give too much away, but in one scene, it's right after the uh, a sacri- the kid that gets sacrificed. They do like an Evil Dead joke almost, where they happen to pull a knife out, and it's just a fucking like fire hose of blood that smacks one of the supporting killers in the face and it's it's almost out of the scene and uh evil dead when ash and evil dead 2 when ash is shooting the wall and it's just a stream of this blood flying out of the wall it kind of harkens back to that and it's hilarious and cracks me up there's another scene where um cole is confronting a bully and he says he's gonna kick the shit out of him and he like faint kicks the dude's like side of his face and the guy goes, what the fuck was that? And then, of course, you know, this is a cliche, just like knockout punch kind of thing comes in. I, it's funny. So they got like kind of stuff like that um, in the movie. That, and it's very slapstickish. So some of the jokes are hilarious. Um, I'm going to talk about the jokes that don't really fit. And when I go into the negatives, uh, another huge thing I love with this film is the gore. There's not much of it, but when it is shown, it is fan freaking tastic. Uh, there is a. <laughs> there's a hanging in this film and it's fucking gruesome um not gonna give away but when the person is killed via hanging their neck snaps and when you it does like a shot of like his body the person's body hanging kind of gave it away um and you see the vertebrae of his spine sticking like the base of his spine sticking out next to his head like out of the skin and it's it's so fucking gross but it's so perfect another another death 
I don't want to give it away too much, but let's just say something goes through the guy. It's a lot of necks in this movie. It gets something in the neck, and it sticks out, and it just looks disgusting and freaking... It was a brutal death, and the gore effect for it was fantastic. Uh, so, that's the things I liked about the film. There's one more thing, actually, just kind of um, thought about it. It has this um, very kind of 80s feel to it in the regard of like an 80s like Avengers and Babysitting kind of thing I don't know why I'm thinking of that movie out of all where it's just like or like the Goonies or Gremlins where it's just like the kid has to even Home Alone I guess you could say because he kind of he doesn't full on Kevin McAllister it but but he does kind of defend it using booby-ish booby-esque traps in a sense so it kind of has like the 80s feel to it where the kid has to like defeat the grown-ups in the sense to protect himself it's it's a, it's a very kind of kid-ish tween movie that uh, it, it has a good, it's not that bad now the negatives with this film i have to say are some of the characters uh bella thorne kind of annoys the shit out of me in this movie for some reason i don't know why she plays like the stuck-up preppy bitch and because she, she's a cheerleader in this film <laughs> stereotyping i guess uh, sorry but she's annoys the shit out of me in this film for what ever reason um same with john in the film uh andrew bachelor yeah i have my notes um andrew bat yeah he annoys me in this film as well for a few few scenes uh other than that the, the cast doesn't really bug me too much it's just with those two same actually scratch that um cole's parents they're in the very beginning of the film they show up at the very end and so they're not in it too much but when they are on screen it's just kind of like Please get off the screen, because I just, I, I, I didn't like them. So they, they kind of bugged me. So that was my, I maybe again with that one. Um, now, the humor, which I said was a negative in that regards as well. Um, it is very pop culture heavy humor in certain aspects of it. Um, if I remember correctly, the scene is B and Cole were talking about who they would take. Um, and do a xenomorph nest from aliens of course and they're naming off these all these like characters and it's like uh, you know that'd be kind of cool and they're doing it in like a joking manner they do it again and it kind of comes up later on in the film and it's it's not that great of a joke it's kind of shit but it's okay they also make some friday the 13th references as well here and there um they, they try to play it for laughs and it just kind of comes off as a little too cheesy and a little too just kind of on the nose and it doesn't really feel that great or feel that right and they're trying to go for a chuckle and it's just not there essentially the last thing i guess and it's not necessarily a bad thing it's just like, i'd kind of like to know a little bit more um about what's going on of course it's a satanic ritual and everything but they kind of at the end of the movie gives like they kind of hint a lot more at what B's been up to because she brings out that she's been doing this for quite a while and it kind of leads into a scene where she's maybe going to explain it but then she just kind of goes you're not old enough to understand and then it just kind of dumps it right there so it's kind of like a double-edged sword kind of thing where it's like I'd like to know a lot more about what's going on but at the same time it kind of takes the mystery away so it's a it's a positive and a negative but it's a little bit more negative because they kind of like hint at it quite a bit that they're going to explain it and then they don't pull back and I kind of hate that shit when they do it because it's like alright you're gonna you keep teasing me with it just give me the full like give me everything 
don't tease me with it, and then just pull away at the last fucking moment. It just, it irritates me. But that's something they do in this film. Yeah, That's probably a nitpick in my regard, so if you if you think it's a nitpick, you know, I apologize, because it's me probably nitpicking it a little too much. But that's something I didn't like about the film. Uh, the last thing, I guess, that I did not, uh, I didn't like, or not that I didn't like, but with this film is that they do sequel bait it. Um, there is a post credit scene that possibly sets up for The Babysitter 2, which I don't know how I would feel personally about it, uh, about another babysitter. I would like I would like it to explore more of, like I said, B's backstory of what she's been up to or to get to this point in her life or like how she got the book in that regards. But at the same time, I feel like this would be more of like a self-contained uh, contained story where this is more about Cole and his journey because he is a wimp and he becomes, you know, he grows up throughout the course of this movie. It's, a, it's kind of a, a coming-of-age tale in a sense. I guess it's kind of hard why I was thinking of, like, Home Alone and things like that where it's a kid coming up, being kind of a wimp and then going from that to an, kind of... Going from a wimp to being confident in oneself. So it's a coming-of-age tale mixed with, you know, satanic rituals and things like that. Things of that nature in this film. Which... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I really feel up for a babysitter too, like I said, because of Cole's stories concluded by the end of this. But that's really all I have to say about the babysitter. It's a really good movie. Um, if you do have, Net like I said, it's a Netflix original, so it is on Netflix only. I would possibly, out of one out of ten, I would say it's it's a good seven. There's things I like about the movie. There's things I don't like about the movie. I believe the runtime is an hour and twenty five minutes. To maybe an hour and 30 somewhere in there it's not a super long movie so it's something you can possibly you know pop on and be over with while you know when, like when you first get home if you want to like have to watch it while you're eating dinner or something it's not a long movie like i said pop it in and be done with and with it in a little bit so yeah it's a really good movie like i said seven out of ten anyways that's all i have to say about that meet me in the outro and we will uh sign off for the show see you over there Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Slasher Supreme. Please like, share, favorite, subscribe, thumbs up, or whatever you have to do to let me know you're out there listening. If there's a certain video game or movie you'd like me to review, please leave me a voice message here on Anchor, a message on the Facebook or Instagram page. If you do not follow me on Facebook or Instagram, just look up Slasher Supreme Podcast, and you will find me to stay up to date with whatever's going on the show. Also, I'm thinking about doing some polls on the Facebook page, at least, anyways, for future movie reviews, just to kind of interact with you guys more. And there's something I've been thinking about doing on IMDb, since I do have an account set up there, maybe doing like a creative list for you guys of horror movies i don't know so something i've been kind of popping up some ideas but anyways um i'm not going to do a fun fact for this movie since it is a newer movie i like i did state in my last episode i'm only going to be doing for doing fun facts for uh older movies so yeah you're gonna be missing out on the fun fact sorry i'm sorry sorry anyways Next week, I actually have two movies coming in right now. I'm debating on which one uh, I will be reviewing. I will give a hint for both movies. The very first movie it is John Carpenter, of course. And I'll only say this, and it's a quote from the movie. Whatever it is, it's angry, 
and it's pissed off in there. And some of you will know it. I probably fucking butchered that quote, but whatever. The other one, it traumatized the other movie. It actually, it traumatized me as a kid and has caused me to have a phobia of um, mannequins. Yes, I am fucking terrified of mannequins uh, due to this movie and one other movie. Um, But let's just say it has Chuck Connors in it. And uh, just be careful if you're a tourist because it's a trap. But anyways, thank you guys so much for listening, and I will see you next weekend on another episode of Slasher Supreme. Stay safe, y'all. Oh, God, I just said y'all. Anyways, later.